Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 3, episode 23. It's called All Our Yesterdays. So, full spoilers for the episode. And I scanned profusely before we started. There's no star date on this wiki page. Now, I don't remember him giving one at the start, so it may just be if the episode doesn't give you one, you can't have one. Although, that would make sense. That said, though, I have no doubt in my mind there is some sort of Star Trek encyclopedia with star dates for every bloody that, that thing. That places this somewhere. Yes. Although, that said, you'd think that'd all be on the wiki these days, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just regular Wikipedia. It's like I'm on Star Trek. Uh, oh, you're not, you're not on Trekopedia. I'm, I'm not on the Trekkie fan wiki. You're not on the Trek wiki. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need to be on. If you're on a wiki, I got everything. I, yes. <laughs> But however, however, so we'll talk about this. This is the second last episode of the show, of the series in total, uh, the original series. Um, and we have an episode where it's actually, this one was higher rated than IMDb. So I went and I was like, oh, okay, all right, maybe this maybe this is the last hurrah before, before we wrap up. And the plot of this one is that Kirk, Spock and McCoy come down to this planet where the sun for this planet is about to go nova. And they have time, which by the way, on the countdown... Uh, Scotty says we have 18 minutes until it detonates. I, I, I noticed too. Yes, 18 minutes. If you wonder why I'm I'm really pointing that out, check out the last review for episode 22, just for reference. Anyway, so they're down here, and the reason why they're actually even here is because there's supposed to be an entire civilization on this planet, but all of a sudden there's no readings for any. So they come down to investigate. Where do they all go? You know, uh, and they come down and they find one being. Uh, which why he didn't show up in the scanners I don't think it's ever really explained but they find this librarian who is down there and they're in the library and he doesn't really seem to like pay attention to them in the way that he un- like, really listens to what they're saying he just kind of says oh I can show you anything in this library and blah blah, blah and he sh- shows them around and um, he doesn't really answer any of the questions so Kirk's like oh well show me recent history I want to see where everyone went and they're looking at some tapes but then Kirk hears a scream I did. I did like the line. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, we don't have much in recent history. There wasn't much demand for it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, plays in nicely, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Kirk hears a scream and he runs through the sort of door, the portal, and he disappears. And then Spock and McCoy are like, damn, he just disappeared. Let's run after him and try and help him. And then they disappear, and they both go to different time periods. Kirk ends up in a sort of English-style village, circa fourteenth century, something like that, and. Spock and McCoy end up in an ice age. Uh, although it seems to be that these are both taking place on this planet, even though... Yeah, because there, there is a, a character that references, you know, this is this planet's history. You know, uh, yeah. when Spock explains he's from a, you know, a distant world, it's like, okay, this is clearly still this planet's past. Yeah, so, so the, the basic setup is that Kirk's trapped in one time period, Spock and McCoy are trapped in another, and obviously they're going to have to try and find their way back uh, before the planet blows up. Well, the sun blows up and taking the yeah. planet with it. Uh, so, something something you, you've overlooked that I thought would have been really important at some point and then ended up being just nothing. Which is probably why I don't remember it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> is that the librarian had duplicates. Like you meet oh, you him know, I, and yeah. it's this, this weird version and then, you, and then there's another one and it's like, oh, and here the third one's the real it's, one. Yeah, this is the thing. So early on, you know, they go around the corner and then there's like another librarian there and he mentions he's got duplicates and I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. At the end of the episode, though, when they're shutting the portal and the library, because the idea is that the librarians actually, the reason why everyone's gone is they've all escaped to different time periods. Everyone who was on this planet gets sent back to a time of their choosing. 
and the librarian is the last to go. He's a sort of the, the caretaker, and he's leaving. And he's so just before the, the sun goes nova, he like puts on his disc, his his tape for the time period he wants to go to, and he jumps through the portal. And I just sort of shrugged and went, "Well, I guess that was the real one because the duplicate wouldn't count." I guess. Turned out that wasn't that important. <laughs> it's it's basically never mentioned again. No, it's actually it, it's really Kurt, just Kurt goes. Oh, am I talking to you, the real one or a duplicate? Well, and... at first I thought there was going to be at least a, a plot, like, convenience reason, but he never really teleports that far. He just kind of appears in front of them after they've walked around a corner when, like, really he could have just walked he around with them. could have just followed them, yeah. Yeah, there was no real reason for it. Other than to just add a bit of mystery at the start of the episode, like, oh, there's something weird going on here because he's, he's yeah. got duplicates. But... It's fine, it's, it's, it's underwhelming, right? You wanted to do something with it. Uh, but yeah, did you like the episode? I guess that's what I'm building up to here. Uh, I thought it was alright. I think there's some really good stuff in it, even though I think it, it does suffer from the split plot. With, uh, you know, because it splits Kirk and, and, you know, and Spock and McCoy separately. And I think the way it jumps around them is kind of jarring and it, Kirk's plot especially is kind of a bit mediocre. Yeah, I, that, that was, I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I, I, I didn't really get what the point of a lot of it was, really. Yeah, I think I I I really like pretty much everything in the in the in the bones and spark side. I, I I like pretty much everything that happens there. I have to admit, I'm, I've got I've got some criticisms of that stuff because I don't really, I don't really get why just because Spock's in the past when his people were more savage, why he just mystically starts to turn into a more savage Vulcan. I think uh, I think it's supposed to be along. Okay, you know when they when they go to the past, they adopt and become from that time period. That's something that they keep telling us okay. that um, to help them fit in, and you know truly they, they they truly become from that time. I think I think is the idea. So he is regressing a little bit, like biologically speaking, almost his cells. You know, he's going back to how he would have been in that time. It, just, it feels a little bit quick, and then when they get back at the end, he just like a switch is back to being regular Spock, and just tells yeah. McCoy, "No, I'm fine now. Don't have to worry about about me." Um, and it's it's funny because it almost plays out like a couple of episodes ago when we were criticizing how Kirk was willing to give everything up for a woman that he just met, which felt really out of character for Kirk. Did they can't do that with Spock in this one where he doesn't want to go back. He's like, "No, I'll just stay with her. I want to stay with her forever," and. He does have to eventually leave because at first it's like, okay, no one can go back. It's a one-way trip. And then it turns, because you know, if you go back through, you'll die. But it turns out that's only applies to the people who were prepared to go through. For Kirk, Spock and McCoy, because they were not prepared, which is something the librarian shouts out as they're running. He says, no, wait, you can't go yet. You're not prepared. Um, the preparation uh, is what makes them right for that time period. And because they weren't prepared, they'll actually die if they stay here. They have to go back and they can go yeah. back through uh, to safety. Um but I have to wonder what the preparation's for if they're, if he's still regressing to what Vul- Vulcans were uh, like in the time period. Maybe some level of, of safety against this as well. Like, yeah? Uh, you know, maybe this planet had a similar sort of history. And Okay, we want you to be able to you know, fit in with your time period, etc. But we don't want you to completely lose yourself. Yeah, did they ever explain why the woman, you know, who is a nice age that Spock falls in love with, did we ever get much of an explanation as to why she picked this time period because it... she didn't because she was yeah. a prisoner that she keeps mentioning that like okay. she had no choice about coming here this was this ice age was the was the shit choice this is this is the hell was like well we haven't got a prison to keep you in so we'll send okay. you to an ice age 
All right. Okay, that's fair enough. Because um, I was, I was starting to wonder if like, did anyone really get to choose? You know, did anyone yeah. actually have a choice? Did everyone just get shuffled around wherever they they were supposed to go? No, uh, I, I get what you mean. Um, I think most people did. Okay. Okay. Because you know, it's obviously the one that Kirk meets the uh, the the magistrate or whatever his position is, who comes yeah. and speaks to him after he's been arrested, because they think he's a witch. Because his phaser conveniently falls off, and you can see it fall off at some point. But he's still got his communicator, and he's talking to Spock and McCoy uh, near where the portal is, and they think he's a witch because they can hear these voices coming through, and they arrest him. And this guy comes to speak to him, and. Kirk just mentions, oh, I came from a library, you know, and immediately the guy's like, oh, I know nothing of this, and he's like, you know, it's it's like when you're watching, like, a spy movie, and, like, someone who's got information is asked about it, and he knows how dangerous it is to speak, he's like, no, I don't know anything about this, no, go leave, leave me, no, I will not yeah. talk about it. Uh, that's basically his reaction, and then Kirk kind of brings him round, essentially. He, he just yeah. talks to him Kirk style it's like look you're going to do it so might as well and eventually comes back I, do you know what I think the problem is I feel like there's there's potential in the, the plot here but I, I feel like it probably needs like two episodes to do it properly because mm. ultimately I don't know for, for me they, they never like the, the, the ticking time clock of they're going to die if they stay here isn't introduced until quite late into the episode and I never felt any urgency to come back outside I mean I know that the sun's going to die but I mean, that, that's actually one of the things, I, uh, just to, my, my thoughts at the start of the episode, as soon as they mentioned, oh, this sun's going to super, go supernova, we're coming out of this planet, I'm like, wait a minute, is this another ticking time clock before this planet dies? Because we've done a few of those recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done a few of those. Turned out not to be quite the focus in the same way. Uh, that was just a setup for why th- this whole time travel sort of concept was there. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is fine. Um, I don't know, I didn't get a whole lot out of this one. I, I felt like... It's not a bad episode, and it's, there's definitely been much worse this season. Um, I, I feel like it was undercooked in terms of... I never get this drive of going forward. I never got... Like, even Spock and McCoy, I never feel like the con- conflict between them because of Spock's actions ever reached a point where they were really at odds with each other. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I, I don't think it ever quite got that far, but there was stuff that I, I really liked, like Spock trying to choose between... Yeah, between Bones and Kerr, I mean, like, well, what what do I do? Mm. And, you know, he's like, I should be able to work this out logically, but I just can't. Like, you know, I've I've got feelings, like, Uh, feelings, basically. I think there's potential there. I feel like either just not have Kirk went through, just have them two go through, and just have Kirk with the librarian try to help bring them back, and just have that be a really minor subplot, and spend more time with Spock and McCoy in developing that story. I I agree that that Kirk side of things drags it down, and then you have him come back and go through all the fighting and you know stuff with the the librarian. Mm -hmm. That that's just really kind of just mediocre, like I said at the start. But I don't know. I I liked everything in the other one. Oh, that's the that's the other reason why there's multiple librarians, so that once he beats one, the other one can jump in and fight him. Yeah. So it just makes the fight. Well, arguably, it's supposed to be more more entertaining because there's multiple librarians. Ultimately, it just felt repetitive and tedious because Kirk just kept winning. Pretty much, <laughs> he just as always, because he's Kirk and he can win the fight. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's super bad or anything like that, but it's just I don't know. It, it never, it never really got to the point where I I got excited by what it was doing. It felt undercooked. Like it's kind of raising some questions, some ideas of Spock. Sort of like if this entire episode was supposed to be about Spock, like having his allegiance tested, even under this, these like special circumstances. Because obviously at the end of the episode, when McCoy tries to go through like first before Spock is ready, he can't. 
because they both went through together, so they have to come back through together. Like, that could have been a really great moment where Spock had to, like, pick McCoy. He had to choose to, like, not, you know, not sacrifice McCoy for his own happiness. And that could have been, like, a really big dramatic moment for him, I think. Yeah. And instead, it just kind of hams. It's, it's not really played up in any way. I kind of, in terms, I kind of like that it's understated. You know, like, because, like I say, it is like a switch, you know, a switch mm. and he's back to normal. And I kind of like that he treats it like that, like nothing really happened. And, and yeah, McCoy's like, yeah, but it did happen. And we both know that. I mean, before, though, I mean, before he, like, when he makes a choice, when he's on the other side. Yeah, okay. I feel like that should be played up more. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like there should be, like, a moment where, like, where he, him making that decision is a really big, important part. The idea that he does, you know, the idea that, because obviously earlier on, you know, McCoy calls him point years and Spock grabs and says, oh, I've always hated that. Um, but the idea that he also cares for McCoy as well, that, that could have been a really emotional moment where even in front of, you know, faced with this love life that he's been presented with here, he still chooses to save McCoy. Uh, but they don't really play up the drama of it very much. It just kind of does it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I can't really argue with that too much. Yeah. Um, what, 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 how he reacts when he comes on the other side, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I don't really have too many complaints beyond, beyond just... Um, well, just beyond the, the the stuff before it didn't build up to it enough that I really was, yeah. was that invested with it. Um, but I also thought it ended really abruptly, where character says "beam is up," and it just cuts to the ship flying and the the sun explodes behind him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The you know the, them going, oh yeah, we, well we both know it happened. That's kind of the banter scene. It, yeah, kind of. But it's, I feel like this needs more room to breathe and let the you know let the tension deflate a little yeah. bit. It, because uh, the the sun explodes behind the ship, and then the the executive producer credit comes up before it's even done exploding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That felt abrupt to me, guys. Maybe, maybe slow your, slow your roll down a little bit there. Um, yeah, it's not a bad episode. I just, I think, I mean, this 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 this, this is my fault for expecting things just based on the average IMDb score, um, you know, to go up because this went up because they've all been very consistent, and then this was like a, an uptick. And I thought, oh, I mean, this must be one that's generally better. It probably is. Maybe I'm just the, in the minority here. But um, I just I wasn't feeling this one as much as I thought I was going to. No, fair enough. I definitely enjoyed this more than uh, the previous considerable amount. I, I think it helps that the, the, the McCoy and Spock pairing is probably my favorite. Uh, as it probably should be. They, 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 they typically do get some of the best stuff. Yeah, um, I think those two together is, is my favorite stuff in the show. So just getting a dedicated chunk of that. That's nice. Uh, but next time we have the final episode of the original series, we're actually we'll, we we'll be yeah. done with this show and moving on to the movies and then uh, next gen. So uh, we're reaching a transitionary period here on on this Star Trek viewing this this voyage to where yeah. lots of nerds have went before, but we haven't. So but yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're, we're really really late, really. <laughs> Just think, though, in like ten years' time, we'll we'll have seen every Star Trek thing, and we'll be we'll, we'll be well with the best of them. Yes, yeah. uh, but here here we are. So that that is a uh, that is uh, all our yesterdays. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments and stuff. Like and subscribe if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. You can go over there. You can get these episodes a week early at the dollar tier, and you get more stuff, of course, uh, higher up. But all of it does help. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We love you loads. Uh, keep watching Star Trek and other ridiculous sci-fi TV shows. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>